This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. And I want to introduce Mary again. Um, So this is Mary Flynn, the wonderful Mary Flynn, (laughs) who um, is a Los Angeles actress and recent college grad. And she started the podcast Camp on Talk with Mary, which is over a year old now, which is amazing. And it serves as a neutral comedic forum to remove the negative taboo and stigma around the discussion of menstruation and reproductive health. Um, She's now living in L.A. doing improv while working on her podcast. So welcome, Mary. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Alice. This is so nice. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Um, We're huge fans of you here at Terra Biological, and it's just like, it's been amazing to watch you grow and like your followers and your influence and um, to see like kind of where you're taking off as an actress as well. So. Oh, thank you. I like, I love you guys. And I said this before we got into the technical difficulties and figuring out your phones. It's something like <laughs> old people trying to figure out FaceTime, but. Um, yeah, that's me. I'd say. Um, that's why I like stuck to the audio <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> but you guys have been uh, like so supportive and uh, the episode that we had with um, Alan did super, super well and he's so wholesome and was a great, great guest on the show. And then you're so wonderful and you're doing the same thing where you're, I, I don't know if I can plug your theater stuff, but you know, you're, I deliberately wore a New York shirt for you today. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. I see it now. Yeah. Yes. Got a rip. me? I want yeah. to. I want you to so bad. Come. I have a nice house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I love the theater district. So I just I really miss it out there. So hopefully if if the path works out right here, I can, you know, use acting to have my, you know, come back uh, to New York, oh, which would be really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should. You should. Um Yeah, so so we're gonna start off today with some kind of more fun questions. Um so I have for you. Rosé or champagne? Mm. Uh, Rosé. There's a funny video um, that's like a meme that talks about this girl that she she, uh, just emphasizes Rosé funny and I just like Rosé. So I think I'm just going to sell on that. Wait, how do you emphasize it weirdly? So she was, it was like this girl in the Sprouts video and she was talking about like the love of her life that she met in like a Sprouts or a Whole Food or whatever it was. And she just drags it out. So she's, she says, Rosé. And it's just... <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah. I only want to say it like that now. Rosé. Rose. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so I'm okay. Rosé. Lipstick or lip gloss? Mm, red, uh, red lipstick, so I'm a thick lipstick. Ooh, yeah. Ooh that's nice. Yeah. Um, Reese's or M&M's? Reese's. You know, I was M&M's up until now, but I think I, I've... I've transitioned over for more peanut butter. Wow. What a switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a tampon or a pad? Mm. Think mentally. Um, if I'm on a, you know, if I got my life together, it's a tampon. But most of the time it's not. So it's probably a pad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's always in your purse? What's mm. the one thing you can't live without? I have, you know, those, um, they were definitely from the 90s, but they still make them, is those circular, like, uh, Blistex, uh, little lip oh, chapstick things, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. And they smell like Vicks, like all their products yeah. smell like Vicks. I always have that. <laughs> <laughs> you can always buy them okay. at a dollar store, and I'm always chapped all the time. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so can you kind of tell us like where you're from? You've kind of made this huge trek across the country 
and like landed in San Diego and then LA. Like, where where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um, what I, brought you here? Yeah, I think I think we actually ended up both of us doing the opposite. I think because yeah. I. I originally grew up on the eastern shore of Maryland. So shout out to the eastern shore if anybody is on the stream from there. Um, so I grew up in Maryland. Um, but then I wanted to pursue acting. And there's like a lot of theater work in Maryland, but it's all like community theater. Um, so we were looking at either New York or California for college. And it was actually cheaper for me to fly out and go to school in California than it was for me to go to school in New York. So I ended up That's doing insane. California. Yeah, like I, I don't, it was so what? expensive and the programs like, I didn't have to audition to get into the program that I completed um, for my acting program, which is like unheard of where you have to audition yeah. to get into every program and it's only an associate's degree. Um, but I, I didn't audition to get into the program and I got a three year bachelor. So like, and oh, awesome. So that Three was years. That's amazing. So it was like I, I went to school through the summer. So then I cut down a year. Um, wow. But it's it's like, you know, it's San Diego. So I don't really need <laughs> like, to break <laughs> for the summer. It's the summer all the time. Yeah, so that's true. Did that's that. a nice way to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. And what brought you up to L.A.? So, well, uh, every acting professor that I had and anybody who I talked to as an actor was like, you, you have to, you have to live in the city to, to get acting work. Um, most mm. of the, um, shows are shot up here and everything. Um, I actually live, um, further north. So I'm actually on like really close to Burbank. Um, so I'm in LA, oh, okay. but it's right catty corner to Warner brothers and then NBC oh, is nice. like over there. So it's very cool. Um, that is cool. But I'm there and then, um, just like doing auditions and then working with, um, the Ruby. Um, so I do, uh, like I, I do work with them where I am a green room and house manager and then I do box sales oh. with them. Um, they are super, super cool. And I, again, said it before we, uh, on, on before the real interview <laughs> yeah. is that uh, Steph from the theater was on Tampon Talk and then that's how we met and then I went on her podcast because she also has a period podcast which is super cool oh wow yeah awesome <laughs> so there's this cool community wow. that comes out of people that just want to talk about menstruation um, <laughs> so we got connected and then I went to her <laughs> sketch show with the money pit and then now I work with the theater like basically every weekend and they are super cool if you're in the area, highly recommend going to the Ruby. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what's your favorite thing about LA so far? Mm. I think that there's like, I like I've always liked cities. I, I think I like mm. being around a lot of people. Um, so there's, I don't want to. It sounds cliche to be like, there's always something to do. But like, I think that there's a lot of people trying to do the same thing, and I've expected it to be like almost cutthroat of oh if you run into like uh, another actor that they don't want to tell you about what they're doing in case you try to to do it but I haven't really run into that I've kind of run into more of like uh people that are more supportive which is really cool um I don't think people expect that's that great. huh yeah I wouldn't expect that about LA yeah because it's um like a lot of people just trying to do the same thing and actors huh. like ha and comedians tend to like elevate other people trying to do the same thing um, which has been really cool. And then that is cool. A lot of like my like, I mean, I like the liberal minded people up here. I do. <laughs> so it's a lot of uh, people that are open to a lot of things. So I have felt more 
I like accepted. Like I, I think it's not as taboo to talk about periods or my podcast or whatever up here because everyone either has a podcast already or <laughs> so it's like not original or that, you know, it's it's like, yeah, of course we're gonna talk about periods, like or or of course we're gonna talk about like women and, you know, all this other stuff because it's it's accepted. So I think that's like mm. something I've really enjoyed is more of the, the openness um of LA. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And have you found your favorite taco place yet? Uh so that's what I really look for. I so there I'll have to say is that it sounds so Danny Trejo has a lot of different um little restaurant fronts that he's opened after becoming big and successful. So he has a taco Wait, place. I don't know him. So he Who's Danny Trejo. He is uh this amazing actor. Um, who's done a lot of these like awesome action movies and like he's done all these uh-huh. like so he's he's this really cool guy um, and he's really big in like the sobriety community which I didn't know oh um, and I cool. think yesterday he actually saved a baby out of a car that like I think was gonna I, I don't remember the full story but there was a car accident um, on one of the freeways up here and the car uh, I must have almost caught on fire or something and he literally just like was there and jumped in and saved some person's baby like he's just like a good person um, so a taco owner as well yeah like uh, wow that is a really good person in my book yeah he's, a taco shop and he he has um a donut place a coffee place and a taco place and yeah. his taco place is amazing i would sort of expect it like if it's connected with like an actor or whatever for it to be you know th- that's like the claim to fame and then the food isn't great but the food is amazing um and it's in the wow. it's right across from the grove um so that's in the old farmer's market which is like a really cool um niche but he's he's done all these cool movies. Like I, I grew up watching him in Spy Kids. So he, oh, he's in Spy Kids. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think he's he's not the he's not the dad. It's um. But he's the, yeah he's in the he's in the first one and he was in like Machete. Oh. Um, okay. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Now yeah. You said Spy Kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's yeah. just a, he's like a really good guy and his tacos are great the other place i would say and it's actually in san diego so it's oh. um tj's tacos is amazing oh. um, where is that so it's i it's like technically san diego county so it's it's like escondido but um oh, okay it's cool. uh you literally have to go in there and it, or it's you order it you would have to order in spanish or that like so so i mean that's a sign that you know it's good um yeah but whenever they they ask if i want everything on it which is like i can't you know i I do my best to make out a lot but like i'm like yeah throw it all on it's all good i'm sure whatever yes and it's all good (laughs) so tj's tacos and then danny trejo's taco place is awesome oh amazing (laughs) yeah okay i'm I'm gonna have to check those out (laughs) yeah yeah um (laughs) and can you talk about your decision to start your podcast tampon talk with mary I'd love to hear, like, what what brought that about? Yeah. Um, it's funny because uh, I have to I, – I get so invested in doing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, why, when did this happen? Um, but um, I think it just started with that I grew up in, um, like, a, uh, like, a religious environment. And to talk about, like, the biology of women or, like, that kind of thing is extremely taboo 
when it it oh. should when it like shouldn't be because they're very focused on like you know marriage and children um to a certain degree so it seems like yeah. oh everybody should be comfortable with talking about um periods so i grew up in my high school getting like uh really picked on for like period mishaps or whatever and you know i mm. definitely saw this shift in my relationship with my parents like when that came into my life of oh you know this this kind of innocence is over or like our relationship is different now because this happened to me so it's like this huh. i think when you get your period that there's this shame that comes from it um when there shouldn't be because you know this is a biologically extremely complex and beautiful thing that's happening to women every single month um that we're still learning about that there's still studies like coming out about it that you guys are still doing like studies about and learning a lot on that um but it i think it came about because uh, of bullying and uh mm. tina fey had this really great quote um, which I think she like later brought up because she was talking about mean girls and like that girl bullying environment. But if you make fun huh. of yourself that they can't make fun of you because you've already done it. So I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, well, if I make fun of my own period mishaps or my mistakes and laugh at, learn to laugh at myself, then they can't laugh at me. Um, I think Ryan Seacrest did the same thing um, where people would make jokes about him and then he just like, uh, accepted them or made the jokes and then everybody stopped so oh wow yeah so it's I, I think it came from that of like getting picked on for having a period something you can't really control and then mm -hmm. questioning why we can't talk about it at the merely for the comfort of other people where you're kind of you're suffering um but uh, just just because people like are, are think it's icky like that's why you shouldn't talk about it which doesn't really seem fair um and I think that's yeah. like amazing about your podcast is that you're opening up the conversation to allow women to have these, these conversations about this taboo thing. Um, and you do that like immediately off the bat with your like embarrassing moment. Like what's your story about your period? Um, which I think is amazing that you do on your podcast. Everyone should listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it like, uh, it's every episode cause I'm, I'm bound, literally bound to do something stupid. <laughs> every time so like I have to um, I'm editing an episode now which I'm really excited about but I every time something happens like there were three things that happened to me during this last period I had where I was like all right oh, no. great I'm using that for the episode <laughs> just throwing that in at the beginning you know oh my gosh I like yeah uh, it's good like you give us all like a voice to be able to talk about this I still get like so stressed about it but um, but it's great that that you're opening up this this world. <laughs> and it's like, and, and it's because it's already stressful in itself. So to remove that like stress of talking about it, <laughs> if we could start from there, you know, then the le the lessers can kind of go away, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But and, and comedy, your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and what's your favorite part about being an actress and also like a podcast producer? Um, you're like being an entrepreneur, making your own work. Um, can you talk about that? Yeah. Uh, well, it's hard because um, <laughs> it's I, I'm doing like right now I'm kind of doing everything where it's, you know, reaching out for the interviews and then arranging the times, recording them, editing them, putting them out, managing it, social media, doing all that and then acting on the side. But um, 
I think the tool that's been in both Tampon Talk and with acting is um, empathy. Because um, mm. empathy is a really good window into someone else's world if you're playing a character. And oh. Tampon Talk is the same way where it's like I'm just exploring that like as me. Um, and then uh, hearing other people's like stories and giving them a platform like should be the important thing of that. This is a, a already a topic that society doesn't want us to talk about. So if there's already a platform available for it, then other people should be able to come on that are like more marginalized or more stigmatized to come on and talk about whatever they need to talk about. Um, so that's why it's always like an open invitation. Like whoever I, I run into, it's like, yeah, you know, you haven't had a platform before. You need to talk about what you, what you need to talk about. And I'm just here to listen and inquire. Um, so that melts really well into like the acting world where you're doing the exact same thing where you're asking questions about the character or you're learning about a life. Um, and it's, yeah, so it, it's always kind of come back to empathy, I think. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I think that really makes sense. Um, uh, diving into someone's life and you're doing that on the podcast or you're doing it as a character. Yeah, because um, it, it's cool because it's like opened all these relationships I would have never had before. Um, and I feel like I use tampon talk as like an excuse to talk to people. Um, That's amazing. You should. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it, yeah, yeah, it's been really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what do you think has been your favorite part about tampon talk? It's like all been my favorite, <laughs> but I, I think figuring out like the thrill of what's next, you know, like, Oh, what's the mm -hmm. new topic we're going to cover within this big topic. Like, um, the episode, if I'm, because I'm still editing it, but it should come out Tuesday, is that... Oh, um, awesome. It's very excited. <laughs> but finding out what's the new thing to talk about within the period community. And recently, it's been, I was like, women in prison. Like, I want to talk about what do oh. they do? And I actually had a woman come on who was in prison, and she, she talked about what menstrual care or lack thereof was like in jail. Um, and just other wow. people's experiences. And then that led to me talking to um, a lawyer who was actually called, got the nickname Tampon Lawyer because she fought a lot of cases in California where they had, um, like, it, there was lack of period products or women were denied period products or, like, churches or other organizations would try to donate period products and then the prisons, like, wouldn't accept them. Um, and that wow. women were, like... So, some women had to get like hysterectomies because they were getting like toxic shock because they had to resort to, you know, using oh toilet paper and like Ugh. it's all unsanitary. Like it's it's so like unjust is that the you should be treated like a person still, even though that you're in jail and it's supposed to be about, you know, reform and recovery. So I don't see why women should be denied period products when they need them in jail. Um so that has been like the new spin now where it's like, now we're going to talk about um, women in prison. Um, I want to tackle female homelessness soon as well. Um, Cause mm. that's, that's really difficult. Um, I talked about it a little bit, like when the show first started, um, but I want to uh. come back to it now with some like more experience than I had before. Um, organizations like happy period are tackling just that issue of getting um period product access and the tampon uh, tax removed 
um, in all 50 states so that women can access period products when they need them. And it was uh, the lawyer that I had talked to had mentioned that as well, where the market for period products, like bigger brands like Tampax or Kotax talking about mm -hmm. like fixed marketing um, and that women shouldn't have to pay a luxury tax on something that they is a necessity. Um, it's crazy that we have that pink tax. Yeah, yeah, like it's women are the majority of uh, consumers and they're doing mm -hmm. most purchasing. So why are they paying more on top of the money that they're already like spending as the it's higher ridiculous. percentile for consumers? Yeah, it's insane. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait to listen to this episode then on Tuesday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, what do you think has been the most rewarding part about Tampon Talk? I'm sure like each episode has it's it's different um different qualities but what overall has been your favorite part? Yeah. Um that's definitely true that they have. <laughs> um oh, gosh, I think the favorite at least my favorite part is the the meeting new people and then how mm. they like what tampon talk like helps to serve their platform. Like it's always been mm. um like, you know, you come on and talk about what you need to. And then, you know, now that's a relationship that I have for life, you know, and it's that if new things arise out of like, uh, someone, or a topic or someone that has come on the show, um, they're always invited to like, come back. So like, we're following the Eshore story about um, women who were affected by the drug Eshore. And mm. they are have they have active political reform um it's the medical the medical safety act um that they're trying to push it's a nonpartisan bill so now it's like tampon talk serves as a, a media format that's talking about that that no one is talking about right now um wow and it's i so i think it's the the reward of being able to have those people come back when they want to and keep that relationship um because these like things that we talk about are still happening and they're still active. So like as they change, being able to say, you know, come back, talk about it. Um, and we'll just keep mm -hmm. blasting it until change, you know, good change happens. So it's a yeah. long answer, but that's, that's no. kind of the answer. No, I think that's really interesting being able to get everyone's voice out there. Um, and kind of like in response to that, I'm curious, um, like as a freelancer, since you're, you're doing all of the work for this, um, how do you structure your days? Because um, you're an actress, you're a podcast producer, you're working at an improv place. Um, how do you get it all accomplished? It's, I, <laughs> Wonder so, Woman. I don't all. know. <laughs> it's the short answer. Um, it's, it's hard because it's like, yeah, I'm working at a theater. I'm doing acting part time. I also have another job that I work part time. Um, you know, now student debt is coming into the picture. And no one, no one is charged. Like I, I don't make any money on Tampon Talk. It's merely that you know I love doing it. So if it's mm. if it means staying up through the night to like finish an episode or finish up questions to send out to people, um, it's like I really love doing it, and it kind of is my baby. <laughs> so I want to do it all the time. But it's I, I feel like I need to to write physically write down my day so that I feel more accomplished of like getting it done. So it's being able mm. to sit down for like 20 minutes and structure the week and say, okay, this is a lot to get oh, done, but I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really like planners. Um, very basic 
you know, Pinterest thing, but I really like planners. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah. <laughs> They're really helpful. Yeah. 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 So that's awesome. Like... Yeah. And I know you also, so you're also working at improv. Are you doing improv as well? And like, has that helped with tampon talk? Oh my gosh. Like Le- leaps and bounds. <laughs> a lot of, I mean, it's, it's normally the nature of an interview, right? Is that you can't really like, you know, you, you have these set questions to sort of like, okay, we're not going to get too far in a tangent. You know, I'm going to keep coming back to it. But being able to have the foundation of uh, improvisation for tampon talk and like acting is that you can, you know, work on the fly, which I think is really mm-hmm. important. So if they say something really interesting and you're like, oh, I want to hear more about that, then, you know, like improv can lead you down the right rabbit hole of, oh, this might be more interesting than what I had planned for us to talk about, um, which has happened so much. <laughs> and that's <laughs> why, like, episodes that are supposed to be, like, 30 minutes end up being, you know, an hour and a half or, or whatever. That's awesome. So it's, it's, yeah. so it's like normal dialogue, you know. Um, but improv has been really foundational for all of that. And also just in my daily life. Like, I feel like I have to, when I'm not uh, – planning out what I need to do for the week because I forget something that's suddenly new. Um, I was like, oh, okay, I'm doing it right now. And I got to do it real quick. So Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a really good tool. I've been doing it for a long time. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm not as good at improv. I keep looking at my little one. No, no, no. I was, it's just looking, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what are we talking about next? No, it's all good. <laughs> um. What's the weirdest thing you've seen in LA so far? I feel like living in a city, it's like, you see the weirdest things. I can list like too many in New York, but <laughs> where no, I am. I was going to say probably. Ooh. Like, I don't know. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm trying to think. Because I, so I, I, it was before I was officially living up here. But I went and I, so I went to see a premiere of La La Land and I actually took a wow. picture. It was so cool because it was like um, in the it was in this really nice theater and it was before the movie officially came out. Um, but it, it was it, it was very magical. That's awesome. Um, especially if you were like just coming up to L.A. for the first you know time or second time, or whatever, to see that movie. It's like, wow. <laughs> but there was magical. I, I, but I definitely remember coming out of that magical experience. Right. And. There was a guy standing outside, and he was holding a sign. Um, <laughs> and I, I took a picture of him because I was like, this is not real. But he was holding the sign that said, um, <laughs> little appropriate, but free vagina massages, cash or card. And he was just standing hmm. there holding the sign. And I was like, hmm, what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I'm not going to ask. Because it's probably weird, but he had like it's and it was you know when you get this like stencils for letters, so there's kind of that yeah. So he painted it like with a stencil on a sign. That's so bizarre. And then was standing outside this theater, and it was like the producer, the the films, and the like some of the actors or whatever that were there came out and they were talking to people. So like I got to run into the producer. That's that was so really cool. neat. But it was like ta- getting to talk to this producer for like a hot second, then turn and then see this guy just standing there like mug face, no expression, just holding the sign. That was probably the weirdest thing <laughs> to date. <laughs> Everything else just has been weird, also, but. You know, it's still somehow 
seems okay. <laughs> like, oh, you know, it's it's fine. It's the city. But that that just was still weird. And I saw him like again at, at like for for some other thing I went to. Um, and then it was like he had the same sign of <laughs> massages, and then he flipped it over, and then it was feet massages on the other side. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. feet massages, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't trust this man though. No, I. <laughs> I was yeah. like, how, where, where are your services? How does this, yeah. what does this mean? Um, so that was probably the yeah. weirdest thing. But so bizarre that you saw him twice. Yeah, like I, I was like, yeah. I'm never going to see this person again. And I thought the sign was so funny that I like, I took a picture and I, you know, posted on my Twitter <laughs> or whatever. And then I saw him again. And I was like, what is this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> my old friend is back. Yeah. I mean, it must be, it must be kind of crazy because, so you're in California, it's always summertime there. Um, so it, it's still summer, but like you're going, you're heading into the fall for the first time, like not going to school. How does that feel? And do you have any like fall traditions? I know it's not like typical fall, but. Right. You know, it's, it's weird because, because I'm not in school or that like, because normally in September was when I'd, I'd go back to the East Coast and I'd, like, visit my family a little bit before oh, going wow. back to school. Um, but they're coming out here this time. Um, so that's... Oh, that's awesome. So that's exciting. So I guess the, the tradition the past three years has been, you know, go back to Maryland and really, like, experience the fall. Um, mm -hmm. My really... I, it was funny. I actually met um, a friend out here named Sam at my university, but we both grew up in Maryland and just never crossed paths with oh. each other. Um, but every time we would go back home in September that, you know, we would get together and like, he lives, uh, right across the river from Mount Vernon. And it's just to be able wow. to experience that in the fall is, is so beautiful. I think that the, the East coast has a beautiful fall. Um, the, the West coast, uh, in my experience is just more summer, um, which is fine. Um, but yes, <laughs> you know, sometimes I, sometimes I want some leaves change, you know, <laughs> But I could do without it. Yeah, I, I miss my California weather. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say because New York gets like even in the summer, it's it's super windy and really you know cold. Yeah. It's just really hot here. I turned off the air conditioner in my apartment to do this, um, and I'm getting like really hot because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want it to be so loud. Oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to, I want to talk to you also, like, as kind of like, you're, you're our, like, feminist icon right now. <laughs> oh my god! Like, yeah, like, you're, you tell it like it is, you get your, your voice out there, you give other women a platform, you give men a platform to speak about, like, women's issues and rights. Um, can you talk about um, what you think it means to be a woman today? <sighs> yeah, I just, <laughs> ooh, load of question. I, I'm, Sorry. Try. No, it's fine. Um, it's and I think it's like, it's a definition that's forever changing and it changes like every day of one's life. But exactly for you, like, what is it? It's, I think what it has always come back to for me is that in the Marion Webster definition of like, say, feminism is the social, political and economic equality of the sexes. And if you believe all of those three things that you should be equal and at, at the very least, those three categories, you're a feminist. And that sounds fine by me. I was like, and that should be fine by a lot of people. By um, everyone. Right. So, yeah, I think, like that has been a good starting point for talking about, you know, 
women's rights and feminism. Um, and then expanding upon that to include the, the marginalized and like minorities, right? Because it's like, yeah. I certainly cannot speak to the experience of someone that is of a different race than me or someone that has come from a different background than me. So feminism allows us to give them the platform that they need to talk about what society has not allowed them to talk about. And then for me to mm. sit and listen, um, which I think is very <laughs> important and that people do not do enough of is that, you know, that these people haven't had a voice for a long time. Um, and it's not uh, in my place to speak for them. Um, they can definitely speak for themselves. Um, and I shouldn't have um, like a perception of what I think uh, a community needs. It should be that like I should listen and know what they need. So I think that being a woman um, in this world today also just means that you're going to listen to either other women or other marginalized people. Like something we talked about very early on on Tampon Talk was the conversation around periods and like the trans community. And like mm. that, uh, like what does someone who uh, it, it doesn't believe that they belong in the body that they're bi biologically put in, like what do they do with a period when they like, you know, how, how, do, how do like trans men deal with that? Um, and they, should be included within that community of of talking about that because it's there's certain i think sex of of feminism which um only focuses on like bringing it back to being a woman in your biological functions right where it's that we only care about women that are born women or vaginally bleed or whatever it is um when feminism is far more inclusive than that and that's why like i love the ruby because feminism expands to lgbtq it expands to you know men that just want to be more empathetic about like a woman's situation um and it just expands to people that have been marginalized so i think being yeah. a, a feminist is being an activist and being a humanitarian that those are all kind of pretty much to generalize they're all one in the same um but that's like i think where yeah, like I said, like people don't really understand that is that being a woman in this world today um, means that, you know, you should both raise your voice because you have been probably <laughs> uh, marginalized and that, you know, we still live in a society that uh, still upholds sexist values. Um, like the Me Too movement has been pivotal in like talking about women and feminism and equality because it's bringing forward like the imbalance of power that has existed for a very long time um mm. like uh like john oliver did a report about um monica lewinsky and how society oh, i saw that so good it was like yeah. how, how society responded by taking down 20 what 21 22 year old monica yeah, instead of the so president young. of the united states that there is a clear like imbalance of power there um, and that we're still having that same, that same problem today. Yeah, it's, it's that we, like, to bring it to that is that we think that victims have an ulterior motive besides just saying what happened to them. Um, and that, I, which I, I, like, say people that came forward against, uh, like, Bill Cosby or whatever, right, is that, uh, I, do people remember the names of all the women that came forward against Bill Cosby? No, they don't. No. They, re they remember... Bill, Bill Cosby's fine. Like he, he's, he got what, 
if you are an adult, you have to take the consequences. And mm -hmm. like, uh, people don't remember those women's names. They don't, ha they're not trying to get famous. They're not trying to get money. It's that I just literally need to talk about what happened to me or like, say the Kavanaugh hearings talked about that, right? Where it's like, we thought that this woman had some ulterior motive as well, but it's that, no, her experience should be validated and not politicized, which is mm -hmm. like how I hated how that whole thing ordealed on both sides of the aisle, is that you took a woman's experience that happened to her and used it as a political device when it's that it's trauma that's happened to someone. Which and you know, yeah. I think that's, I think that's a, big question for your podcast too is like you're talking about a like a specific women's experience of bleeding of ministry menstruation and um and uh have you had any experiences like running up against you because of this topic because it's taboo or what have you i mean absolutely like because there <laughs> a, a majority of society like doesn't so if we like just thinking about it in general is that we don't really want to talk about what happens or what about women in general, in my opinion, I still think there's kind of this war on women in, in general where we don't want to talk about like equal pay or, you know, like me too is in there where we don't want to talk about their trauma or their pains and their problems. And then further, we don't want to talk about menstruation because it's icky or gross or inconvenient. Um, and it's so there has been numerous challenges of trying to get people to listen to the show because they need the perspective. Because, um, mm. like, I launched Tampon Talk within that religious like community that still doesn't want to talk about periods, right? Where it's like they should. There's nothing in the, in the religious community that says they should not, but mm -hmm. like, they should talk about it. Um, they're not contradicting their higher power by talking about periods. Um, if you look at it, maybe that oh higher gosh. power gave periods, you know, if you have to look at mm -hmm. it in that way. So you should understand it. Um, and that chances are you're going to run into to someone that menstruates. So you should probably be a little more understanding of their situation. <laughs> so the challenge has been first getting people to listen to it, to say, you know, mm. you're not going to have this conversation in your daily life with somebody because of ignorance or whatever it is. So, you know, listen to it first. And the fact that it's using comedy um, as an educational tool, almost basically putting the yes. vegetables under the, the, the chicken nuggets <laughs> is that, you know, this is something we all can talk about and that I think it's very elevated in a sense of, uh, you know, oh, we can't talk about it. No, no. But if we're all laughing about it, you know, kind of picking mm. on ourselves, then it's like, what's the big deal? And it's okay to talk about it. So it's getting people to listen to it. And then further, the different types of guests we're bringing on and the different topics that we're talking about, getting them to listen to a different perspective. So it's like this first mm. layer of talking about periods in general and then maybe the next layer is, you know, Eshore, or the next la layer is uh, women in prison, or it's female homelessness. And it's like, just mm. once, you, once you get them on the first hook of, oh, I can listen to this comedy podcast talking about periods, then maybe I can dig a little deeper and see some other points of view. But yeah. <laughs> That's great, Mary. Oh, um, I was <laughs> curious, like, for, for our viewers and listeners, um, what, what are some concrete ways, like, or... Or what's the best tip you would give someone if they wanted to fight for gender equality? Um, mm. You do it with your podcast, I feel, and probably in a million other ways. But, <laughs> but 
what's the what's the tip wow okay so i think um so yeah it's a very it's it's an existing issue sorry an issue that existed since the dawn of time is that there has always been gender inequality um so the first thing is to bring awareness to that it's happening um with any social cause so i think the biggest tip is to be aware that it's happening what it looks like and is it affecting people is it affecting people and not affecting you to, to sort of get the perspective of am I in the marginalized community or not? So starting there and then being able to step up and acknowledge that this is happening to then put an end to it so that it's, it's um, awareness and education will, I think, uh, decrease and then eventually completely eradicate gender inequality. Um, which I think people don't really want to deal with because they, if you, if you say that a problem doesn't exist, then you're not going to deal with it and it just doesn't exist. But that's why mm. acknowledging it is the first step to say, no, this is a problem and we can't deny it. And then further to educate people of why it's a problem and how to end it. So first mm -hmm. tip is to bring awareness to that it's happening, I think. <laughs> so an awareness of everyone needs to watch period talk <laughs> or tampon talk. <laughs> Oh, crazy. Tampon talk with Mary. Very shameless plug, but... <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm good. <laughs> you know, yeah. there, there are plenty of other period podcasts as well doing the same thing. Like, Steph uh, has her podcast, That's My Story, period, which is amazing. And hers serves as, like, it's storytelling. So that's really getting someone else's perspective. Um, so mm -hmm. she's doing an amazing job of doing, you know, talking about periods and then further more perspective of, you know, we need to bring, you know, these people to the forefront and they need to acknowledge problems that have been affecting them so that we can be aware that there's a problem. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, uh, like, say when you guys are, are using, like, talking about jubilance and dealing with PMS, that, like, there's a whole rigmarole of things you got to deal with that because maybe the the markets don't want to talk about PMS or not no, acknowledge not that it's a all. problem at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very stigmatized. Yeah. Most doctors just don't just hand out like Midol or, or ibuprofen. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, it, but that doesn't help with the emotional side of PMS. That's at, why we're here. All. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, we're irrational for like asking for help where yeah. that wouldn't happen in any other scenarios, you know? Where it's, but for some reason, with this specific like uh, biological function that happens to women all the time, is that maybe they're just not in as much pain as they think that they are. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, maybe you should just take some Tylenol. Good yeah, luck. You need Tylenol and a nap and not medical yeah, attention. I think that'll help you. God. Yeah. It's, and, and it's Ugh. crazy that, like, say when you're giving birth, the pain of, of giving birth is statistically as close to being burned alive and that there are women that deal with this like multiple times. Um, oh, I didn't know about this. That's terrible. It's, it's insane. And it, so then, why would I ever do that now? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Just, but then you know that you've experienced that, that much pain unless you meet somebody that's been burned alive. And then, you know, th then maybe they've one up you a little bit, but you know, like you could kind of live in that, you know, strength for, for a while if you yeah. experience childbirth, but it's this, I feel like, yeah, if men, if men experience menstruation, there would be so many more like things for it. Like already they could without not a take doubt. the pain that we go through without a doubt. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. 
Because I like when we were having the discussion a few years ago about women serving on the front lines, I was like, are you aware of like what women deal with on a regular basis? Like, I feel like they could pro- they'd be fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, like they got it. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to um, close out with like just a couple of fun questions, Mary. Um what is your um, best book to read, like, on a plane, on a train, at the beach? Um... Mm, let's see. I always, because it's my favorite book, um, 1984 um, oh. by George Orwell is, like, my favorite book ever. Um, I just read that, like, last month for the first time. It's so it great. Good. Yeah. And horrifying. It's, I mean, the, the ending, I, I mean, I don't want to be, like, spoiler alert for a very old book, but um, <laughs> the, the ending is, like, you're just kind of left there, like, what? Like, what? What, do I, what do I do with this? How can I continue living my life after I've read this book? <laughs> it, was, it was funny, because I actually, I read the book around the, when the 2016 presidential debates were happening, so I was like, oh, God. no. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy how relevant that book is is like at any era in our history yeah which is so fascinating he george orwell is a genius um animal farm is another great book but that's the one that i'll I'll always come back to that is like really Mm. good um that's great (laughs) yeah when did you first start your period Mm, I, so I remember, <laughs> I was in, uh, digress, yeah. so, no, I mean, I can talk about it, always time to talk about periods, um, as I, let's see, I had gotten the, the sex talk in school in fifth grade, and then I think a week later, or maybe it was, yeah, it was probably fifth grade, and then a few weeks later, we had, like, a, like, a dance, or I went out with friends or something, um, and I woke up to my period, so I was probably, oh, like, wow. 12, I think, which I think that's is young. pretty normal. Uh, oh, yeah. Or, I, guess, like, I guess that's normal now. Like, kids are getting younger and younger. I guess, Yeah, I guess so. Because I, I remember thinking that 15 and, like, 16 were kind of on the older end of getting your period. Yeah. That, like, 11 to 13 seemed, huh. like, the right spot. Because that's, like, middle school, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. So I think I was – and I was, like, older um uh, on the older side of my class so I definitely got it before everybody um but I I I woke up from a sleepover and had gotten and bled through the night and I like got it on my friend Tara's carpet and I love her to death oh no where you know I I I just dropped my phone I was so stressed (laughs) I was like oh god but yeah. I, I got blood on her carpet and I woke up before her and I was like, oh God. Um, and she was still asleep. And I just texted my mom on my little like slide phone. I was like, I, I need you to come get me right now. I just, this happened. And I'm going down the stairs to like, just try to sneak out the front door. She didn't even wake up. And her mom oh, was no. like, oh, do you want breakfast before you leave? And I was like, I have to go. <laughs> so I oh. just ran out the door and I was, oh no. So that was. That was it. That was that was the, the first time. Um, love Tara. Um, she's so great. <laughs> that that's a bond you 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 gotta keep for life. If you yeah. if you bleed on a friend's carpet, that's you better be friends <laughs> with them and not just leave. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Sorry, I'm trying to find you here. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> Do you see this madness? Yeah. <laughs> 
it's like Whoa. well yeah it's like the the, the parents figuring are you on the fa- are you on I the know, face i know i'm time? like this old person <laughs> here this is this is as good as it's gonna get right now Wait, where's my face okay <laughs> hello <laughs> you're good i mean you look you're fine to me <laughs> yeah so, yeah <laughs> anything, anything great yeah anything to leave with so we, we know Tuesday your podcast is coming out, so we'll all look for that. Yep, so it'll be Tuesday. Um, it'll probably be 11 uh, Pacific Standard Time, so it'll come out in the afternoon. Okay, great. Um, that'll be available on iTunes and Spotify, Player FM, um, wherever podcasts are streamed. I'm pretty much on all of it. If I'm not, I usually ask people to let me know, and then I try to figure out how to get on there. Um, it's on YouTube also. Okay. You know how you go to, go to oh, YouTube for amazing. your podcast? Um, mm-hmm. But it's there um, if you want to listen to it. Um, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And and you're also going to be featured in our newsletter this month. So that's everyone right. should check that out. And yeah. We'll have this video continue to play throughout the month so everyone will see it. It'll be super yeah. cool. And it's always an open invitation. If somebody's like, I have this crazy, embarrassing period story that I have to tell Mary about, tell, tell me about it. On all my, all my socials, whatever you'd like, like open invitation. I want to hear about your period or, you know, what, even if it's not your period. If it's just if you're a guy and you've had an embarrassing period story or, or, uh, or <laughs> period story, but an embarrassing, you know, uh, puberty story, you know, hit me with mm. that. I want to hear all of that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Whatever they want. Thank you so much for coming on, Mary. It's so lovely to see you. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was so nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's so nice to get to talk to you and catch up. I know. I, I, and it's like, I love seeing what you're doing. And I'm just like, I'm so excited for, for not just your, your stuff related with your company, but also just all your theater stuff. I'm very excited about, about your play, which I saw. Everybody should, should try to see it. If <laughs> I, I saw it. Was it off-Broadway or that you had a review? Yeah, um, it was off-Broadway in New York. I'm also a theater director, everyone who's watching. Yeah, please, the, like, theater director, actor, of course, would be friends. Like, <laughs> yeah, an amazing director. Like, her, I, I saw your play when it was out here um, at the Moxie Theater, and very cool. She just, like, it's I don't... very nice. <laughs> it's, because it's the truth, and it's like, I don't... She, she just made, like, I don't know how you put rock climbing on a stage but you found the way to do it without having to have you know a big because that's like not what it's about is the the you know the big giant rock it's you know it's a it's about the climbers and I think you found a really interesting way um to bring the characters to life under these like crazy circumstances which is really cool yeah um thank you Mary you're welcome (laughs) yeah please keep me updated on what you're up to and yeah I can't wait to hear about all your amazing acting and your podcast that's out on tuesday so oh, thank, thank you, you. Yeah, yeah of course bye, bye. I'll see you. <laughs> you can see me <laughs> bye bye i'll see you